Welcome to A Priceless Perspective with the Confidence Coach, Dr. Nicole Steele. This power-packed podcast was designed for ladies and leaders who are ready to unveil their purpose, unpack their potential, and understand they are simply priceless. As an award-winning program executive, prominent advocate for women and girls, published author, professional speaker, and personal confidence coach, Dr. Steele brings over 25 years on the front line addressing issues that matter to ladies, leaders, and little girls. She is passionate about helping others uncover the beauty, boldness, and brilliance within as they walk with confidence and clarity in who and whose they are. From the classroom to the boardroom, Dr. Steele and her priceless posse of professionals bring information and revelation that sparks transformation in the lives of the listeners. Are you ready to uncover the true brilliance within and tap into your full potential? Are you prepared to discover and embrace the things that make you uniquely you? Are you ready to find your voice and walk at a new level of confidence without apology? If so, you are tuned into the right place. A priceless perspective with confidence coach, Dr. Nicole Steele is designed to do that and more. Now let's get the show started with your host, the confidence coach, Dr. Nicole Steele. Thank you for tuning in to A Priceless Perspective. If you're joining us for the very first time, you should know this power-packed podcast is designed for ladies and leaders who are ready to unveil their purpose, unpack their potential, and understand they are simply priceless. I'm your hostess, Dr. Nicole Steele, the confidence coach, and I've committed my life to empowering ladies, leaders, and little girls and helping them uncover the beauty, boldness, and brilliance within. I want them, more importantly, to walk in clarity and in confidence, understanding who and whose they are. So I have the pleasure of sharing this priceless platform with members of my priceless posse. This dynamic group of professional women rotate as co-hosts on topics being discussed from show to show. Today, I'm excited to welcome the Curly Counselor, Ms. Crystal Wilson-Payne, to the table as we discuss an interesting observation that I've recognized over the 20-plus years working with women and girls. It can be summarized with two simple words, identity crisis. That's right. Through my work as the founder and executive director of Diamond in the Rough, an award-winning youth program, and as the president of Gym Makers, which works closely with women, both personally and professionally, I've seen a common thread emerge among many, which boils down to people struggling with their identity. We live in a world, it's a noisy world, and women and girls are bombarded with messages and images all around that are constantly telling us who we are. They are, you know, show, they're showing up in terms of um, advertisements in the media and products that tout a particular product or make us look or feel a, a certain way. Uh, we hear it in movies and in programming that create imagery that says that we should act like or be like or look like a certain person. And that doesn't come close to what we do to ourselves in competing and comparing ourselves to those closest to us, not to speak for what we do with social media. I mean, that's a whole nother monster. 
So in addressing the issue of identity crisis, there was no one better to, to invite to the table than the Curly counselor, Ms. Crystal Wilson-Payne. Not only can she share her personal observations, but she can bring another perspective from the lens of a certified professional counselor with over 13 years experience. So welcome to the show, Crystal. Thank you. I'm excited to have this discussion today. Yes, ma'am. Based on your observations, what are your thoughts? Is are you seeing a common thread like I'm seeing? I know you work, you have a you have a heart for women, you have a heart for families and of course for for young girls as well. Are you seeing the same thing that I'm seeing? I actually am. Within the last 6 months, I would say I've had several new clients actually come in for things like anxiety and depression and it really comes down to um, identity crisis, especially within the, uh, let me give a definition for millennial. <laughs> so millennials are people that were born from 1981 to 1996. Okay. So I'm a millennial, but I'm an elder millennial. I was like the first, okay. <laughs> but it starts at like 23 as well. And then the generation after that, they've called generation Z. So I've seen quite a few generation Z and younger millennials have gotten caught up in the comparison trap, basically. They go ahead. Yeah. So they're especially it comes a lot from social media, mm-hmm. but they're comparing themselves on literally a daily basis yeah. and feeling like they're not enough. They're not good enough. Right. Um, and because of that, they end up coming in for depression and anxiety and just lack of vision of who they actually are. And it's it's a, I mean it's almost an epidemic with it, especially for young women in that age range. So I would say probably from 14 to about 25. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> well, in preparation for today's show, I actually looked up two definitions. The first definition I thought that we would take a look at is identity, just the word identity. And according to um, what I looked up, I thought it was important for us to first define identity which for the purpose of this show refers to the way we define ourselves, which directly impacts our self-esteem, our self-worth, and our sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. I've come to realize that many people have mastered the art of pretending, and we've learned to look the part and to masquerade as people who have it all together. But when we get past the mask, the reality is many people are struggling to understand that age-old question, who am I? So when you think about identity and and again, from your um, professional lens, as well as the things that you've observed, what things in your opinion actually shape our identity? Um, Well, the first thing would be what you just said, how we answer the question for ourselves of who am I? Yes. A lot of people have no idea how to answer that. They don't know how to introduce themselves because it's all based on what they present to others, but not who they are privately. Yes. yes. So um, I really think um, right now, because of social media and because we all the personal branding we do, and we think of ourselves almost as a product. And our identity used to be, I would say, for the most part, developed in the dark, almost like a photograph. So it was a personal development. And now we're doing that in the public. 
So if you think about, if you try to develop a photo and you let light in and you try to do it outside, it's all obscured and you have no idea what the photo was supposed to be. And because our kids are exposed to so many opinions so early because of social media and just all the information they get, it's hard for them to develop a strong sense of self. That is a great analogy. Um, for one whose um, whose daughter is is um, she's she's studying to be a photographer. She's in a program right now, and she's fascinated. We went to a, a photography expo a couple of weeks ago, and one of the vendors had uh, film, and so she was like, "Oh, I want to get some film or whatever." Said, "For what? What are we going to get some film for?" Yeah. But you know, she was talking about it from her perspective professionally and, you know, just the things that she wanted to do with it. But using that analogy, when you think about the old fashioned ways of developing film, the light and being exposed to light too soon or too much could totally destroy the images. And the yeah. same is true in where we are in our society. So that's really interesting. When I was thinking about some of the other things that affect our identity, you know, obviously things like our culture, our race, our language, you know, our upbringing, um, our families, our faith, um, the values that we have and some of the hobbies, all of those things kind of weigh in uh, to some degree. But ultimately, as you said, it's how we define ourselves mm -hmm. that matters. We've seen people who have grown up in families and taken on a totally different identity that's separate from maybe their family's values or their beliefs. Um, we have seen people who have, you know, done things and defied odds and, and done great things despite their circumstances. So ultimately, it's about this right here. It's about what you think and what you speak about yourself that matters. So I told you that I was going to define two. I was going to have two de definitions. One was identity, and the second was identity crisis. And it said identity crisis, ugh, identity crisis, identity crisis <laughs> simply describes a period of uncertainty and confusion in which a person's sense of identity becomes insecure. Then it went on to say, typically due to a change in their expected aims or role in society. That last part really just hit it on the head because when you factor in, as you said, things like social media and everybody critiquing and, and chasing likes and followers and friends, yes. you know, that's putting all the power in the hands of other people. And yes. so if they decide today we like your look and you're hot, or not, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. so much weight on that acceptance, I would say, from others, as opposed to it being rooted and grounded in who we say we are, or more importantly, who God says we are. Exactly, and it's like we're giving our power away as well, the power to choose who we want to be. Even, I mean, even God tells, he gives us an identity, he tells us who we are, but we have the choice to accept that or reject it. Exactly, exactly. There was a quote that I found when preparing for our show, and it simply reads, be careful who you pretend to be. You might forget who you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> be careful who you pretend to be, because you might forget 
who you are. Yeah. And I think that 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 again is is something that we're seeing in our society. It's it's where we're um, running away from all of the things that make us uniquely us, and we're running towards something, a, a counterfeit something, a copycat something, and forgetting all of the things that make us uniquely us, richly us, all of the beautiful things that set us apart. So <clears throat> when we um, look at identity crisis what are some of the dangers uh you've mentioned some of the things that clients are coming in to your practice to you know to get assistance on but what are some of the other dangers of having an unstable identity um i think there's there's two aspects to it for our younger for our younger listeners or the young girls you are already pretending before you even have any idea who you are. Mm -hmm. So you're starting out in crisis. Yes. Yes. So whereas some of us as older women, we may go through a transitional period or something happened in our lives that led to a crisis, but we still have a sense. It may be buried deep down, but we have a sense of who we are. So I think it's, it's even more dangerous for our young girls to start out in crisis. um, Because how do you recover from that? We have to start all the way back at the beginning again and say, let's figure out who you are from this moment on. Um, if, if I can just weigh in as well, it's, it's yeah. as if we're, uh, we've got a generation that's building, a, um, building themselves on a faulty foundation. Exactly. And I mean, they have nothing. And so they're building this image. And as you say, this brand and this, this what I want the world to see. But it's on, you know, it's not on stable ground. And so any storm of life, oh, my gosh, they don't like me. Yes. So all of a sudden you're knocked down or, yeah. oh, my gosh, you know, this is, you know, people don't agree with me or whatever. They can't sustain or stand for anything. And they, you know, so it, it's a real sad epidemic that we have going on uh, right now. And we always, you, especially you always talk to girls about being priceless. Yes. And I think in the society that we have now, that's not the message that we're receiving. I don't think women are receiving that message either. But because we're a brand, there's a price. Yes. So I'm willing to pay to pretend mm. or be paid to pretend. Ooh. There are people that now have the title of influencer. That's wow. like an actual title and they make money influencing other people. So there might be a young lady who has a lot of followers and a lipstick brand will call her and say, wear this lipstick and we'll pay you a million dollars. What if she doesn't really like that or it doesn't look good on her, but right. because you're going to pay me a million dollars, I'm going to pretend to like it and influence other people to like it too. Yeah. That's a dangerous cycle. It is. It is. It is. Woo. So are there any other dangers that you, I know that you mentioned depression and anxiety, and I know even with um, the, the young girls we've seen, and I know that you, you work with us in Diamond in the Rough, so, you know, and as part of leading our crisis intervention, we have seen a shift, tremendous shift, even within the last five years on the number of young people who are dealing with these kind of issues with Uh, self-harm with depression with anxiety with suicidal thoughts and and we're not seeing commonalities in terms of you know uh, social or economic background or race 
I mean, it is, it's the full gamut. I mean, you see it from two parent households, affluent households, single parent households, you know, um, people who, again, appear to have it all on paper, but yet they're dealing with anxiety and they're not learning how to cope and they're, you know, finding the stress of keeping this image together, but at what cost? And so um, I think that, you know, it's good that people tap into resources like yours, you know, as a counselor. And that's one thing that I want to make sure listeners get that there is no shame. You know, us talking about this issue is not a, an opportunity for us to shame anybody or make anybody feel bad. This is a safe space. Yes. And so whether you are young and you're listening to this, maybe with your mom or your auntie, or whether you're an adult, a lady or a leader, maybe a well-established and professional, um, you know, woman that has achieved a lot, you may in fact be dealing with the same thing in the dark. And so seeking help is the first step. And having a counselor or having a sound voice in place where you can come and be transparent is crucial. It really, really is. And so many, so many women end up lost or in an identity crisis. I mean, it could be mothers who get lost in motherhood, wives who get lost in their marriage or bad relationships, single people who get lost in the pursuit of marriage or their career because you're not grounded in who you are or life happened and you just forgot about you. And now you're sitting there like, what about me? So anyone can end up in an identity crisis. And that's a good lead into my next point. I, you know, I've found that oftentimes, especially as, as women and girls, we associate our identity with our titles, with labels or our accomplishments. So, you know, whether it's I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a executive for, for young people, I'm a student, I'm an athlete. You know, we, we associate ourselves strictly with those titles. Mm-hmm. And the danger in that um, is, is twofold. One, what happens when those things change? Yes. So a, a prime example is, say, a woman who is married and finds herself divorced. Yes. And all of her identity has been in being a wife. Or how about a mother whose children then transition and now she's an empty nester and they go on to college and do great things that you've spent 16, 18 years preparing them for. And now who am I? Because for 18 years I've been Ubering, I've been soccer momming, I've been making lunch. My whole identity has been wrapped up in in motherhood or even professionally, you know, when it comes to climbing the corporate ladder or, even for entrepreneurs building your business, if anything changes in the status, it can be truly devastating, you know, for individuals. So how can listeners begin to separate their identity from the labels and titles of the world? Um, Well, with some of the titles that you just mentioned, those are about things that you do. Mm Mm-hmm. So you are not what you do. That's just a part of your identity. That is not your complete identity. Your identity is internal. The things you do and the people you affect are outside of you. So we have to then look inside ourselves and say, again, who am I? What am I passionate about? Ask yourself, ask your question, your, yourself questions about yourself. Mm-hmm. It may sound crazy, but I say sometimes we have to have conversations with ourselves. Yes. 
okay, baby girl is gone. Uh-huh. Husband is, you know, has moved on. That career didn't work out. Now what? Well, what do I want? What do I need? Exactly. Exactly. And I think also um, being able to recognize and embrace the fact that we're multifaceted individuals. So it's not either or in many instances. It's this and that. I had to learn that for myself, um, even professionally, because I've spent so much time in certain circles. And, um, you know, as God branches me out into other areas, I realized that I have placed myself in the box just mm-hmm. based on my words. You know, when I, when I introduce myself to people for years, I've been Dr. Nicole Steele, Executive Director of Diamond in the Rough. And so that is the box that most people in our community place me in. And while I am that, and God willing, am, am always going to be that, I am more than just that. You know what I mean? When I think about my, my family, my husband, my wife, my, my husband, my kids, you know, being a wife and a mother and a daughter and a sister, yes, I'm all of those things, but I'm so much more. So I think it, a lot of it, it has to do with us and our lens and being able to take a step back and allow, give ourselves permission to be this and that and this, because just like a diamond, I mean, there are many facets mm-hmm. to a diamond and all of them coming together is what makes it shine with brilliance. And so we need to look at our lives much the same. And being a healthy you is what makes you the best you can be in all those different areas. That's so right. it still comes back to you are Dr. Nicole Steele, all of these different titles, but you are also Nicole. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm being happy in that space, girl. I'm embracing that in this season. Yes, yes. yes. just Nicole, just oh. Crystal, without any of the rest of the stuff, and being okay and embracing who that woman is. Yes. And when she's comfortable, then she can be her best in all these different areas. You won't feel like you have to do everything. Mm-hmm. You won't stretch yourself. You know, you'll you'll have a certain barometer of this is where I need to be, when I need to be there. You're not spreading yourself thin. So it comes from, again, a strong sense of self just as the core of who you are. Yes, very good, very good. For some who have experienced, say, extreme trials or challenges, Um, adversity in their life, I know sometimes they can associate whatever that situation was with their identity. Um, I love Joyce Myers. I I followed her for decades. And she has said in many settings, it's important to separate our who from our do. Mm -hmm. What would you say to people who have allowed their struggles or their issues to actually define who they are and and really define their identity? Well, again, like Joyce and like we've said, um, it's a part of who you are, but it is not your whole story. So don't make that the whole book, just one chapter. <laughs> it's not the whole book. Um, and we don't get to choose or have any control over what happens to us. Many things that affect us or we hold on to is because We may have been a victim of something or someone imposed something on us. But when you're an adult, especially the grown women we're talking to, you get to choose what you embrace. You get to choose what brings you joy, what brings you happiness, what fulfills 
fills you. You get to choose happy relationships. So you don't have to stay a victim and you don't have to be just like a leaf flowing in the wind. You can be grounded and rooted in something. Yes, yes. And so that's your choice. That's the good news that a lot of people don't realize that you get to choose. Will you let this define you for the rest of your life? Or will you say this happened to me and I'm still going to be great? That's right. Drop the mic. Yes. The choice (laughs) is yours. The choice is yours, ladies. Uh, What are some common signs that would indicate somebody is in crisis? And I think this is important because there are probably some people that are listening that are like, Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Such and such should be listening to this. <laughs> Send this link to her. Not realizing, boo-boo, we talk about you. <laughs> so what signs would be uh, an, a personal indication that, you know what, I might need to check myself in this area? Uh, I would say the number one thing is your negative self-talk, or we'll just say the way you talk to yourself. Okay. We talk to ourselves more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. We're just not aware of it. Right. And some, usually we're the meanest person to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we would never say some of the things we say to ourselves to other people or someone yeah. we love. Never. So, never. <laughs> and we wouldn't take it from anyone else either, probably. That's right. If right. someone else came and said to you the things you say about yourself, you wouldn't even be in relationship with them. You're ready so, to fight. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> The first thing is to check your Mm self-talk. So the things that you're telling yourself about yourself and about your life. Um, If you're constantly comparing yourself, Mm. not being inspired by other people, but comparing yourself to other people. Are you scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and then your mood changes? You feel worse (laughs) rather than you look at it like, oh, I'm so happy for her or oh I'm so glad she did that let me try it let me call her mm-hmm. so that's a sign that you're in crisis mm-hmm. um, depression and anxiety of course and the depression is just a, a prolonged sadness just in general it could be triggered by something in particular but if you're sad for over six months you're depressed gotcha. and you need to speak to someone to figure out what's going on um, it can also bring up anxiety um, in that generation I was talking about the young adults, a lot of them are experiencing anxiety about not meeting a certain standard. Mm-hmm. They think everyone else is successful and they're not. Mm-hmm. So now they're anxious about meeting an invisible standard that no one set. Right. <laughs> and probably no one else is reaching either. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, feelings of worthlessness. Why even try? A lot of people just give up. I'm never going to be anything. I don't know who I am. I've never known who I am. Or I've been told I'm nothing. Wow. They just feel worthless and don't try anymore. And the last thing, uh, identity crisis really comes out in abusive relationships. Whether it be verbal, physical, it could be even bad friendships. Check your circle. Who's around you, even the man you're in love with or your friends, if they don't treat you well, that means you don't know who you are. And that's you you're valuable enough to have healthy relationships. That's right. And that even, I think, can reach into our families. And while we can't pick our family, like we can pick our spouse or our mates or our friends, um, even in some family blood kind of situations, you have to create new boundaries. So if you're in a toxic family or a family where generationally everybody is just pulling one another down or it's just a negative, toxic environment, 
you have a choice. Now you can't disown your family or pretend like they're not your 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 family because that's who you got. However, you can create new boundaries in your life. You can guard your gates. You can remove yourself from certain situations, and that that's even for. Um, young people who may find themselves still living under the roof of, yeah. a, of a family or having to share space. I mean, you can create those other safe spaces in your life. Who are the people who do lift you up, who encourage you? Um, you know, those, those people that you can uh, look to, uh, to share with and, and look for inspiration. Not that they're going to be the sole ones to inspire you because you, this is something that's coming from within, but um, making those choices in our lives and doing a periodic check. Mm -hmm. I do it even for myself at least two, three times a year, you know, and I, I love sharing with the girls and the women that we work with. That is why we have the delete button on our phones. <laughs> yes. I believe that that or the block button. Both yeah. of those work very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you have to block, if you have to unfollow, if you have to delete, um, or in very worst cases, even have a conversation, which you don't know, you don't owe anyone any excuses. You know, so it's not anything that you have to sit down and say, well, listen, I've decided I'm not going to be engaged. You don't, have to, you don't owe them that. But you are the one that's in control of that. So get your control. Take it back. Take yeah. it back. You get to choose. Get yeah. To choose. Yeah. It's up to you. I did have a couple of additional things that I wanted to add and, and feel free to weigh in. Um, I think when people find themselves changing like a chameleon from environment to environment. Mm -hmm. That would be an indication that you're in crisis. If you cannot be your authentic you, I remember um, uh, one of the young ladies that we work with and she talked about how when she was with this group of people, she acted this way right down to her likes and her dislike and her favorite yeah. color and the favorite foods when those were nowhere near any of her favorites. But because this crowd of people this is what they liked. She would find herself blending in. And then with another group of people, she had a whole total different, you know, group of interests. And it was just, it's not that we can't, again, be multifaceted and, and you know, have different groups of friends. That, that is normal to have different sets of friends. But if you see me in an environment and you're sitting there like, Right, right. <laughs> Nicole, but. Or if every, you know, if I ask 10 different people about you, I should get a similar response from everyone. They might see a little bit of a different side, but it shouldn't be a completely different person with That's each it. group. That's it. And, and let me tell you, it's exhausting to have to keep up with that. You know, <laughs> I mean, dress like this and like this music and, and wear my hair like this and do all of this because this group likes it. And it's not just in friendships, it's in relationships. You know, if you yes. find that even for the adults on the, uh, who are listening, if, you, if you're in a dating, in the dating space and you date a, a gentleman who, you know, likes this, he likes classical music. It's all of a sudden you just get all into the classical music and the black dresses and the, you know, and then when you finish dating him, you date somebody else and he's a Rastafarian and this, you know what I mean? And not that you again can't have a wide um, 
I guess, liking for different genres, but if it's totally taking you out of character, you need to check yourself in and spend some time with yourself yes. and ask yourself first and foremost, who am I? And come to the table whole and well, and whoever can get down with the real you, so be it. But if they can't, they're not the ones for you. So I think I think that is so that's so true and so it's dangerous too because I think you'll end up in situations that you don't even realize you're there until it's too late. Yeah. You don't realize how bad it is mm-hmm. or what you've gotten yourself into until it's too late. I think about um, that R. Kelly documentary mm-hmm. and how these girls, you know, it was real slow, and but they didn't have an identity. They were looking for that in him or being associated mm-hmm. with him. And slowly but surely, he be- they became his. Ooh. And then once they realized what they got into, they were in it already. And that that came from an identity crisis. That's real, that's real. So can you provide any tips or tools to help someone overcome an identity crisis? Number one, take a break from social media. Woo! (laughs) We dare you, we dare you. I dare you to just seven days. Seven days. days. Take a break from social media and see how clear your mind is. Mm -hmm. Take out all the distractions. And that means that's everything. Um, I would also say, uh, did you want to say something? Yeah, I want to say something. Um, And I know if my daughter, if one of my daughters hears this, she probably going to be on me. But um, in the rare instances when um, we have had to take my daughter's technology, right? Her phones and, you know, access, it might be so she can focus or what have you. It never fails. And we joke about it, but it's serious. I say, you know, it's interesting. After about three or four days, my baby begins to show up again. It's like magic. It's like, she's back. Oh my gosh. You know, three days is the detox period. Three days is detox. That's it. (laughs) Those first three days are very difficult. (laughs) But once we get over that hump, I just get, it's refreshing to say she's still there. You know, our our conversation, her engagement, even um, just the things, you know, things that have been dormant. I mean, her Mm -hmm. her research, her study, the the things that she's doing, it's almost like they come alive again. Yes. Um, and it's, it's, it's something else. And, and I don't think that it's unique to, you know, obviously her being a teenager. I think for all of us, we do have to take time and peel ourselves away. We are way too available. And I'm speaking to myself as well. Yes. Technology is a wonderful tool, but it, if you don't control it, it will definitely control you. Yes, it will. It will. So social media, but also I was, I would add in technology too. Um, but especially with identities, definitely take a break from social media. Check your circle. We both have talked about that. If you find yourself, you listening to this podcast and you say, okay, yes, this is me. You need to check who you have around you. Mm-hmm. Ask if there is, if you do have healthy people around you, ask them what they see. Ask for feedback. If no one around you knows you're in an identity crisis, those probably are not your people. <laughs> Those are not your people. Those are not your people. So we're going to need to find a new circle. <laughs> Erase that circle. Start all over. Like an sketch. Just start right, Shake it and start all over. Start all over. Okay. Um, I, I was suggesting a counselor or a coach, depending on the level of crisis. 
So some crises need a professional counselor because it could be rooted in trauma. It could be rooted in childhood issues that you need someone trained to deal with those issues. But there, you could also just be in a transitional period where someone that can just coach you through this point of your life to figure out what you need and who you are right now. So I believe that support is is priceless. Um, and then one thing I really like to do with my clients is to have them create affirmations. So these are I am statements that affirm who you are, even if you aren't that woman right now. So if you want to feel powerful, but you don't feel that way, you write, I am powerful. I am focused. I am loved. Who, whoever it is you want to be and how you want to feel about yourself, who you want to see in the mirror, write those out as I am statements and post them on your mirror. Say them daily because as you speak, it will become the truth. That's right. That's right. And and everywhere, I mean, she means that literally. Most of you everywhere. spend time in the mirror. Put them on your mirror. Write it in lipstick on the mirror if you if you can. Um, put it and send yourself an alarm with one of those I am statements that comes up on your phone every day at three o'clock or do whatever you need to do. Make it your screensaver. Uh, whatever it is, you need power comes through words, you know, through spoken word. And that's why it's, it's more than just writing it down. Writing it down is the first step, but actually confessing it with your mouth. Yes. I have an, an affirmation that I say, and I say it in the morning, sometimes in the shower, sometimes as I'm, you know, getting started on my day. And it has been life-changing, and it has become, in many instances, kind of my, my life mission. I mean, it summarizes everything. Um, it's, it, for me, it's, it's grounded in a scriptural reference, but it gives me life. I, I see a shift. I feel a, a shift in my thinking when I confess those things over myself. And so I am statements are very powerful. I know that we've done things even with young people. So if you're a mother... Uh, or you have young people, maybe you're a leader of, of a youth program, even have teaching this to the younger people. We do I Am Jars um, at Diamond in the Rock, and we teach them as young as four and five years old to begin to put little slips of paper and create their I Am statements and to pull them out daily just as a reminder and to confess one a day. Those are healthy habits that we can begin to implement in our young people so that they will be grounded and secure yes. Yes. and less likely to be blowing in the wind every which way uh, yes. when, when life happens as an adult. Yes. Um, well, there were a couple of things that I wanted to add to your list. By the way, that was a phenomenal list. Um, I would also add tap into the true you. You know, as you said earlier, asking yourself questions. What do I like? What don't I like? Mm -hmm. um, what am I good at? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What do I enjoy? Um, examine your values. Oh, my goodness. Your values and beliefs are so important to your identity, and they shouldn't be something that are just defined based on situations. I've seen it. A time and time again, especially in the dating space, where women go in with no, with just whatever. No standard. No, no standard. standard. All mm -hmm. on the ground. Standards <laughs> all on the ground. And whatever the, the man determines becomes the standard. No, 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 no. You need to go in to any, into a 
working relationship, into a friendship, and definitely into a dating relationship with your values strongly intact. In yes. and, um, and again, without apologies. Uh, that's really, really important. So tapping into the true you and beginning to embrace all the things that make you uniquely you, the quirky things, the unique things, the talents and gifts that you might take for granted and just assume, oh, everybody is like this. Well, no, everybody is not like that. And so begin to thank God for those things and hone those gifts and talents and, and, and polish them up so they can shine even brighter. Um, another you thing, know, one thing, Nicole, one thing I, I, I enjoy taking like personality tests and things like that. Yeah. I think those are encouraging and, and, you know, it may point out your weaknesses, but it also points out your strengths and you just understand more about who you are. That's it. So you're doing those kind of things, personality tests and, you know, um, just getting to know who you actually are. So you'll know your strengths and weaknesses and where you can thrive and be great. That's right. And if there's anybody who's, who's interested, who has not done a personality test or is looking for a new one, there's one out there online called 16 Personalities, the number one in six personalities. You can take a quick um, assessment. I think it might be 100 questions online, but they go like that. And it is so enlightening. My family and I and even our team um, did it. And it was it was spot on and it was it was encouraging because the things again as crystal said that make me uniquely me it was like oh my gosh that's why i did that or that's yeah. why oh, i'm on the right track that's right that's why i'm not crazy you know this is this is good and it also get empowered me to not have to fit into somebody else's mold yeah. this is how god custom created me and so I can embrace it and I can be me and do me as well as appreciate how God made the next person and not expect for them to fit into my little mold. And so I love it. Personality tests are great. Uh, the next thing I, I would add is find your fit. You know, going back, it was kind of tapping, it's the same as tapping into the true you, but explore your interests, expand your knowledge. Um, and, and be true to you. So if you, for instance, um, I see this a lot, especially with the younger, well, maybe not even younger people, but I see it more often with some of the younger people where they say they may have an interest in learning a new sport or trying out for something or maybe, um, you know, playing an instrument or being in a club that none of their friends are in. And so I really want to, you know, try out for that, but... I don't know anybody. And so it holds them back yeah. instead of trying out and finding out, even if it means you're going to have to meet new people. I know that for a lot of seasoned individuals, a lot of times we can get stuck in our ways or we might think, uh, believe the lie that, you know, we're too old mm -hmm. to pick up new habits and try new things and get new hobbies. You know what I mean? So if you are one that say, for instance, loves to sing, but you never pursued it because you had a family early on and you put your dreams on the shelf. It's never too late to dust those dreams off and to say, you know what? I'm going to take some singing classes. I'm going to join the choir at church. You still hear it. You can do it. Still breathing. Still <laughs> breathing. And so the last thing um, that I wanted to say, and, and as I was preparing for our, our uh, show today, 
the the word that came up in my spirit was tag t-a-g so i'm like tag tag and all i could see in my in my spirit was like a tag on his shirt and god began to kind of lead me down a path and remind me when i am washing clothes i often have to look at the tag to determine what it's made of what temperature you know how to care for it you know what i mean the tag says a lot but who creates that tag the manufacturer the creator of that particular whatever it is shirt pants what have you well we are custom created by a heavenly father he 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 made design custom design each one of us and so for each of us there's a tag and so we need to remind ourselves of what the manufacturer of me says about me All and right. so his word is where we can be reminded where we can be reminded scriptures like um genesis 1 27 which says i created you in my own image mm. so if he created us in his own image who are we to second guess who we are you know for him to say in psalms 139 14 you are fearfully and wonderfully made for him to say that he knit us together in our mother's in our mother's womb he knew us before the creation before our parents ever met and so when you study his word and his promises and the things that are in the bible it encourages us and reminds us and allows us to align our thinking and our minds and our words with what he says and that goes back to understanding not only who you are but whose you are yeah. so those are a couple other things that i would add to the list if you find yourself dealing with an identity crisis so for everyone out there listening who has determined that they may be struggling in this area we invite you to put into practice the things that we've shared today there should be no shame again no shame in the game i know for me i can honestly say that i know what it's like because for many years i lived up to the expectations of others i sought that affirmation and 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 acceptance from others and for a long time i really really struggled but there came a time when my eyes were open when the scales were removed from my eyes and where i began to get a true understanding again of who and whose i am and so while it took me some time i had to change my words in many instances i had to change my actions and my associations but guess what i'm worth it yeah i'm worth it boo i am yeah. worth it and yeah. once i crossed over and it's not to say let me say this as well because crystal pointed on it earlier it's not to say that once you arrive that you don't have days or moments or times where you have to give yourself a check i have bad days i'm you know we're all human i think we are all a work in progress until the day that we take our last breath but thank god i am not where i used to be so <laughs> if we can encourage you to start today to really have that honest conversation first with yourself to be prayerful and to begin to make the steps take those steps because you are worth it yes. you're worth it i understand clearly that uh the attacks on my identity as well as on your identity are directly aligned with our destiny you just think about that for a moment the attacks on identity are uh, 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 immediately aligned to our destiny 
There is a plan and a purpose for each one of us. For every single one of us, God has created us for a specific plan and purpose. And so the distractions, the things like identity crisis, all the things out here that are distracting us really don't have anything to do with us. It has something to do with that end game, with that destiny, with that thing that God is calling you to do. Yes. So that makes it imperative and time sensitive that we get this thing in check. It's important because there are people who are waiting for you to get into position. So the challenge is on, I tell you. Um, Crystal, do you have any uh, last minute words or resources that you want to share with our listeners before we close out? Um, after listening to this podcast, I would like each woman to go to their mirror and look at themselves and say, I matter. Mm -hmm. I matter because you matter to the world. You matter to your family. You matter to the people you were created to impact. And most importantly, you should matter to yourself. And when you start believing that, then you will do everything Dr. Nicole and I have talked about today. You will try all of these different things to become the woman you were created to be. That's good. That's good. Now, I know uh, some of you may be aware that uh, the Curly Counselor, Ms. Crystal Wilson-Payne, has a private Facebook group and a, a group, an I Matter group, a, a community of women who are encouraging to one another. You may be in a situation where you don't have positive people around you. We are understanding, unfortunately, that is a lot of people's reality. So if you don't have people in your circle and you're looking to connect with like-minded women, who, for, with women who are trying to go in a positive direction and encourage one another, I invite you, well, actually, Crystal, tell them how they can connect with you on social media and get connected. Well, you can you can join our I Matter Challenge um, support group. Um, it's hashtag I Matter. So you can find us on Facebook there. Um, you can also follow me on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at The Curly Counselor. And if you are interested in um, possibly having a session or a consultation with me, you can call me at 470-798-0224 or email me at C Wilson Payne, that's P-A-Y-N-E, at jtbcounseling.com. My practice is called Journey to Better. Yes. And she can help you do just that. Journey to your better. I love it. I love it. All right, listeners. Well, as mentioned, you can stay tuned for future episodes where the Curly Counselor and other members of our Priceless Posse will be weighing in and sharing practical tips, tools, and resources. You can find us online at www.pricelessperspective.com, where you can also check out previous episodes, programs, and products, or simply join the conversation. You may have show ideas. You may want to weigh in on what we've talked about today. There's an opportunity for you to plug in there. And you can also follow me um, at The Real Nicole Steele on all social media platforms or visit www.therealnicolesteele.com where you can learn more about confidence coaching. As Crystal said, for some, counseling may be the key, and we definitely encourage that. You may want to get started with counseling. And so we do provide confidence coaching in and through um, 
our organization as well. So again, I'd like to extend a special thanks to my fabulous co-host, Ms. Crystal Wilson-Payne, and our marvelous show producer, Ms. Nicole Bramwell of She Ventures LLC. I am confidence coach, Dr. Nicole Steele, and it's been real. As always, I challenge you to walk with confidence and shake off doubt, remembering you were not designed to fit in, but created to stand out. See you next time on A Priceless Perspective. Breathe. Oh, two down. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I was number two? That was number two. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Dr. Steele helps ladies and leaders walk with confidence and shake off doubt while being reminded they weren't created to fit in, but designed to stand out. Do you have a product or service that you are interested in sharing with ladies, leaders, or little girls? If so, Visit www.pricelessperspective to learn about advertising opportunities or being featured on the Priceless Fix portion of our show. Thank you for tuning into a Priceless Perspective with Dr. Nicole Steele, the Confidence Coach. This Priceless Podcast has been brought to you in part by Diamond in the Rough and Gym Makers, LLC. For more information on this podcast, previous episodes, programs, or products, or to simply join the conversation, check us out online at www.pricelessperspective.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Real Nicole Steele and tell a friend. Dr. Steele helps ladies and leaders walk with confidence and shake off doubt while being reminded they weren't created to fit in, but designed to stand out. Do you have a product or service that you are interested in sharing with ladies, leaders, or little girls? If so, visit www.pricelessperspective to learn about advertising opportunities or being featured on the Priceless Fix portion of our show. Thank you for tuning into A Priceless Perspective with Dr. Nicole Steele, the Confidence Coach. This Priceless Podcast has been brought to you in part by Diamond in the Rough and Gym Makers, LLC. For more information on this podcast, previous episodes, programs, or products, or to simply join the conversation, check us out online at www.pricelessperspective.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Real Nicole Steele and tell a friend. Are you in search of a captivating speaker, creative consultant, or confidence coach for you, your church, or your organization? Well, look no further. Visit www.therealnicolesteele.com to book Dr. Nicole Steele or her dynamic team of passionate professionals.